Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. So, Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey get yourself out there, talk to the people, connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. What is up, y'all? Welcome back. Hello, 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 all you wonderful mixologists out there. It is your host, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I am very excited about today. We do have some things to go over. We have things to talk about. We have a <laughs> interview, a TV event, if you will, that I did get into, um, if you may have heard, on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast with Ryan Bailey. 
But I also wanted to touch on it a little bit with my guest today, Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine. We've been on the show many times before. It's been a while. I had to get her thoughts because she actually does listen and engage with all things pop culture and all reality TV when she does her podcast. Um, I did do a entire, like, you know, in-depth conversation about the entire interview on the Patreon this week. Um, if you want to go and listen to that, just to, to keep the episode from being 3,000 hours long. But I did touch on it this week on the pod because... We have to. 17 million plus people watched. I was not even one of them. I watched the next day, as a lot of other people did. And it was a lot to unpack. So we're going to unpack it, okay? So carry on bag on the podcast. Full luggage from the checked luggage part of the airport on the Patreon. So have the carry on here. Still lots to go over. But in depth, all of our, everything with the curling iron and like the big sized products and all the things we put in our normal luggage that gets checked, that's on the Patreon. So check that out. We, of course, had to talk housewives. I even watched Dallas this week. And honey, I have a lot of thoughts, okay? Because I wasn't happy. I wasn't pleased, but did watch. Got bored, but did watch. There were some good moments. We're going to discuss them. There were things that are potential for great. No, not great. Good. We're at mediocre. We will discuss them. Of course, Atlanta and of course, Jersey. So there's so much to get into. If it feels like this episode is not as thick and juicy as normal, it's because I am actually gearing up to take the Praxis exam, which is the licensing exam for teachers. I have moved it because of anxiety and stress many times. And I'm not going to lie. I was going to move it again this week. And then found out it was too late for me to do so. So at the time that this releases, um, I will be studying again. I've been studying for a very long time. It was hard enough to even watch the show so late. Um, and I'm trying to keep the engagement up and everything with, with, you know, followers and listeners and everything. And I am doing the best I can, but as soon as this practice is over, honey, I promise we are back to being thick, juicy, and delicious in the episodes. We will talk more, do more, have segments, all that. I just need to get past this damn test. Okay. Um, I take it on Saturday, the 13th, whenever you're listening to this could be that day, same day could have already happened. Send me all the positive vibes you have. Really will accept anything you believe in doing, praying, chanting, thinking, positive vibes, wishing, whatever, blinking, don't care. We'll take it all because we'll need it. It's a five-hour test. So doing everything I can to prepare for it, but still one pony or one test don't stop. No show. We still had to get an episode out there just because there was a lot to talk about. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Very excited to have Kara Berry on. Um, coming up next, we will dive right into the episode, um, and get into the interview and then talk some housewives. Stay tuned. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with the fabulous Cara Berry from everyone's business, but mine, the podcast, a podcast about pop culture, about reality television, about literally everything because she's in everyone's business, but she does not <laughs> share her own. And that is how it should be, to be honest. Thank you. Thank I you love so that. Much. I love that for her. Okay. Like I started sharing my business and now people are like, so what else, what else is going on? I'm like, oh, right. okay. 
Um, listen, I am no Kim Kardashian. I did not sign up for this, but it's fine. We love it. It's every, I'm very grateful. And I'm also just so grateful to have you back on to talk about all the mess this week. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Yay. I'm so excited. It's been so long. It has been. What a better time than now where there's not only been a lot going on in Housewives. We're back up to like a full docket, three Housewives. We have, you know, other Bravo shows coming out, Married to Medicine, Summer House is popping right now. But then yes. also we have a TV event. The TV event of the year yes. that everyone by now has seen because 17 million people have seen it, apparently, <laughs> according to the ratings. More people saw this, I think, than the Super Bowl. It's Kara, you are one of these 17 million people, right, who has seen the interview of the prince and the princess the former prince and princess it seems like I was viewer number one out of 17 million I was so excited to watch this and wow like I know that we all thought that this was just going to be fluffy lights and they just like choppers choppers out it was crazy (laughs) it was crazy I could not agree with you more. I was not the first to see it. I was. I watched it the next day. I, wa- I was one of those people who watched Atlanta. I watched Atlanta um, first mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then did my Married to Medicine thing. And now, I mean, the next morning, I'm like, oh, I'll just have my coffee and like a little, little light breakfast, a little avocado toast. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this is riveting. And I didn't I watched it with like less commercials so I didn't even know that it was two hours and I actually wanted it to be so much longer like I thought I could have gone another hour and a half yeah I mean Oprah said that they talked for three and a half hours and it was hard to get that like hour and a half of content I want to know what was on the cutting room floor I want a director's cut I want the commentary I want the whole thing where's the bonus episode I want tours of the homes I want both homes I want to see where they lived when they were in Tyler Perry's home I want to talk to Tyler Perry I have questions like I want I want to talk about the chickens I want to know what all the chickens names are (laughs) I you know I want to know the whole thing Do you think they're destined for a reality TV show? People tend to want to put them in that light. Mm, That's a great question. I feel like that would be a misstep. I think so too. As much as I would want that, I mean, to a certain section of people, like there's nothing that they, this couple can do. And by this couple, I mean, Megan, that is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that would be a mistake. I, I couldn't agree more. I also think that as much as Harry is like ride or die for his wife, I think he does have some level of superiority in his, in his heart. Um, yes. and that's not shade. He physically is superior like by title. That's kind of how <laughs> the, a monarchy works. So I think he would even think that it's like beneath him, which normally we judge a lot of American people for being like, well, how dare you think that you're beneath reality TV? That is like the cornerstone of our pop culture. That is, you know, de- depending on what show you're on is where the, you know, the inferiority and superiority comes in, but we exactly. never, never anyone should be like Whoopi Goldberg did a did a show with her daughter, okay? Like if Whoopi Goldberg's doing reality TV, you too can, okay? But <laughs> we have a prince. <laughs> so right. it's a little different. It's not the yeah, same totally thing. Agree. Yeah, totally, totally agree. I mean, uh, of course I would watch it, but I don't want to have to be put in that position. I agree, I agree. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to get into like the nitty gritty of the interview um, because obviously a lot has been said and discussed and everything. Um, it was very good. I thought there were so many things. I'm very grateful that we got to hear from them. I actually felt like they did something I didn't expect them to do, which for me was absolving the actual, like the the face of the royal family, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I like that they established that distinction of the royal family that we know and think that, you know, Megan married into that we thought was giving her a hard time. And then like the actual machine behind it of the corporation, like her telling right. us that she's emailing HR. I'm like, who the fuck is HR? The grandma, right. like, who is the HR rep of a family? Like I'm thinking of my own family. Like, is it my cousin? Who is the right. HR rep that I would go to? Like my mom's being mean to me. I actually would like to file a complaint. Like right. <laughs> I appreciated that distinction. Yeah, no, it, I, what, the thing that I found that really stuck out to me is how loyal they still are to the queen. Mm-hmm. And how, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the one, another thing that stuck out to me is that what perception versus reality, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like we were all led to believe that this was their choice, that they wanted to leave because nothing happened and they just wanted to forge a new path when really they were like, no, we really just were totally in on being cogs in the machine. We wanted this. They basically forced us out. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like being demoted to friend of. Mm -hmm. And then when they got demoted, <laughs> like, listen, they weren't given the Marlowe treatment. And then they were basically like, okay, so we want to show up and do the boop events and things. And they were like, actually, you don't have to. And it's like, okay, but don't we though? Like, just pay us a little bit. And they're like, maybe you should go find another job. Like, they told this girl to go act. They told yeah. her to go find another job. As we found out, what they all do, there are jobs. Like they have job positions. These are the jobs. And yeah. they were like, yeah, we actually would love it if you just didn't work for us. And she's like, so then I don't, I guess I'll leave. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine, girl. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you at the next wedding, sis. Like the way they treated them and the way it was like, they had pre-planned. It was like they, the royal family, or not the royal family, but like the institution had sort of pre-planned and predestined to put them in this position. I don't know if they thought that they were gonna leave or they thought that they were just gonna be compliant and go along with everything, but it is wild to me that a 1200 year institution is so bad at PR. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> listen <laughs> and it's worse because it's like there if you do have machine behind yeah. this family there literally are people now that you're supposed to hire and employ to do this job and I think that that is where you kind of start that entire conversation of how they didn't want to do that job for Megan that was the whole point they didn't mm -hmm. want to they were perfectly fine with whatever picture that was painted of this woman by the media in England and they didn't want and in the US but they didn't want to 
change that frame because in their mind, she still really wasn't one of them. They didn't see yeah. it as that. They didn't see her as worthy for whatever <laughs> reason. And we can, you know, just come up with a list of possible reasons for why they didn't really want to accept her. We can never figure out one. It must be multiple. So never many yeah. to choose from. <laughs> and, and throwing her under the bus for the sake of other family members, like clearly they were Wild. talking about Kate, but Prince Andrew, we can have that conversation too, sir, with your... um. Uh, Epstein rumors against you I that's the one thing that I would have wished that they had addressed but like how do you address that you know right yeah I mean they I think it's because it's Oprah they tried to keep it as classy as possible which is what I what I understand I yeah. wanted reunion blood like full-on Jersey reunion, like someone knocking Andy down. Like I really wanted that. I wanted full, mainly because, not because I wanted it to be trashy. It was because I really wanted to validate this couple's experience, especially Harry. I felt like he was played. Like, yes, of course, I am, you know, all over team Megan. I could lead that charge. I feel like she needs, she needed this. But Harry is like, this is his own family that literally threw him out for love. Yeah. He's like, how can you all not see that this is fucked up? And they're like, yeah, we just don't want to. And I think that's just, that's a really big hard pill to swallow when your own family abandons you because like you made this choice it's like okay so I'm watching it work out for my brother and I'm just really confused as to how it doesn't work out for me like literally what decisions yeah. I make have almost nothing to do with what happens with the monarchy it was almost never going to be Harry like it was just never going to be him that yeah. runs the country it does all these things so what the fuck difference does it make it, and they're like, yeah, no, we just don't it, like it. It's wild. And like, the thing that fucks me up is that he, they had a golden goose out of this couple. Like they were the relatable ones. They were smart. They are good looking. They're <laughs> more personable. You know, They had this prize right there at their doorstep. And they were just like, no, I guess we'll just, um, toss you off for Kate who I have not heard speak in probably seven years like what they're so boring and they had this great couple it's weird yeah it's very very weird and listen for those who are interested in continuing this conversation it's only going to get more weird because I'm going to have Kara on the Patreon to talk more about this special because I know a lot of y'all over there were like yeah we need the we need to talk about what's yes. going on and I'm like mm -hmm. yeah I understand but yes. at the risk of continuously making my main feed podcast is so freaking thick juicy <laughs> thick like they're so long and it grinds my gears I get so much anxiety releasing such a thick one so <laughs> I am going to um I, I wanted to make sure people knew that we did address it and we did you know talk about it because I know it was again 17 million people so obviously y'all want to hear from me um that's sarcasm I'm not that sure of myself <laughs> but you know if you're in the Patreon or you want to be over there then come on over and let's talk more about it um otherwise we are going to move on to Housewives after this all right I am back with Kara and we're going to we have to get the hard part out of the way guys this is the the the, the alcohol wipe 
and like the alcohol wipe is happening because that's the part like nobody really cares about but like we're gonna do it because it's a sanitary thing right we just do it to do it and then the vaccine itself is like the the hard part but like that's gonna be like atlanta because it wasn't Mm -hmm. great but it wasn't you know and then the the beauty is like what we can do after all of that and that yes. will be jersey where okay. things do seem like they're going if we do think we're going to have a season it's even if we do you know stop talking about this rumor eventually hopefully <laughs> um so starting with dallas we i have not discussed dallas this probably since the first or second episode and that has been accidentally on purpose because it's just been actual just more and more of bullshit and now this episode they're still in the Lake Austin trip. You know, they're doing that thing where they everybody goes on a trip for days and days and days at a time because that's the, the safest place that they can film during a pandemic is, you know, once everybody's been tested, they just put them all in a house and go, go for it. Sure. And so this episode actually opens, and this is why I decided to talk about it. It opens with Brandy saying to the group at dinner, I just want everyone to hear my heart. And I just <laughs> feel like, I can't be myself around you, Tiffany. And I feel like I'm, I'm walking on eggshells and I just can't be my real true self. And mm-hmm. Tiffany is going out of her way time and time again to validate this woman. She's like, have I done anything to make you feel personally like you're, that I think you're a racist? <laughs> Not have I done anything to make you feel racist? Because that's the real question to me. Right. But it's, have I done anything to make you feel like I think that about you? Because I've wanted to, and she's saying, I've wanted to be your friend. I've tried really hard. Like, I think you're a great mother. You're a great woman. You're a good friend. You're funny as hell. I think you're beautiful. What do you think about me? And that answer never comes because Brandy spends more time talking about how she's been walking on eggshells and she just wants to share her truth. Um, Okay. (laughs) I think I literally wrote, like I put on my notes, side eye emoji, side eye emoji, rolling (laughs) eyes. Okay. And that's exactly what I was doing when you were, when you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, prayers up for Dr. Tiffany Moon. God bless her. I mean, fighting a pandemic and then going on a trip their only time off on this new great opportunity is this bullshit i mean unbelievable i mean i shouldn't say unbelievable it's believable it's just oh it's so (laughs) to have to hear about and watch and to hear her go through these like just just a, it's like a textbook of microaggressions like we're just going through microaggressions and racism for dummies every episode and it's oh they need to pay her extra I, I bravo executives please cut her another check yeah yeah please do i need more of her family i would love to see more of her what yeah. sucks is that i even like her on dallas i just what i noticed was a switch it took this whack-ass conversation with Brandy. And then after this conversation, Carrie's like, I have an idea. Let's kumbaya and I'll jump in the lake in the middle of the night. And I'm like, that's <sighs> nasty, but okay. Um, 
they all hold hands and do it. Tiffany cannot swim. She has discussed many times how much she hates being in the water. She was pulled into the water weeks ago at Carrie's first birthday party. This is like her fifth or eighth birthday party. Um, And (laughs) at so many of her birthday parties, she gets thrown in water and she keeps making it very clear she hates the water, but she does it and she rallies and she jumps in with them. Then she jumps out of the water and she starts to have a big, pretty much like a breakdown. She gets into her room and she's like, apologizing profusely to Carrie for making it, you know, for being upset. Like, I don't want to disappoint you. I want to be fun. It's heartbreaking and infuriating at the same time because she's like crying. And the woman Mm -hmm. like, why are you crying? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just very tired. I'm tired. And I'm like, she's doing that thing that women tend to do where mm-hmm. we just blame everything on our exhaustion because we think if we just sleep, we'll be able to rally and be better. And yep. that's just not fair because she's not the one hazing herself. They're all hazing her. And yeah. it sucks that after that, it took all of this, a breakdown and Brandy sounded like an idiot at that table to get the women to finally realize that they've been too hard on her. And they're like, cause even Stephanie says, I, I mean, if you think about it, every time she's seen us every day, we've given her at least one thing. Like we've complained about one thing and I think yeah. this is her breaking point. And I'm like, then maybe we shouldn't have done it. I, I don't know. Seems like a, right. a, a valuable thought to go, maybe we should ease up. <laughs> right. It's like, you guys keep pushing an egg over the counter, closer and closer to the edge. And then it cracks and you want to ask why it happened, but your fingers have egg on like you literally have egg on your fingers it's no I didn't expect it to break right it's we it's god I mean it's so typical it's so just vile just vile behavior and I don't even know where we go from here me neither I don't know where we go because it feels like we're already, it, it's already, the time has already passed. I mean, they all at least finally realized that Brandy's being ridiculous. And I did make a point. I said this on my Instagram that it sucks that it took this long. Cause they're all like, well, you know, and thankfully they tell Brandy after Dr. Moon literally leaves from feeling so unwelcomed and so exhausted from this trip she leaves early in the middle of the morning and nobody knew they tell brandy like you know this has nothing to do with her what you're feeling that's your own guilt and your own shame so you got to address that within you but that has nothing to do with her she cannot absolve you of your feelings yeah and even stephanie said in her confessional she's like i think brandy is putting it on dr moon and it's not fair because it has nothing to do with her and and dr moon says i can't change the fact that i'm asian so if you feel like you can't be around me without you know, you can't be your fun, lighthearted self, quote unquote, as she said, because I'm Asian. That sounds like a you problem. Check your own racism. A hundred percent. Like that would never occur to me to be around a bunch of other, a different race of people and can't be my, I mean, when we say it, there's a reason for that. <laughs> but like right. when, yeah, it's like, you're really telling on yourself, girl. What? Yes. If a man could not be around women without making a sexist joke, a rape joke, a sexual joke, any kind of inappropriate humor that he probably should not be making, then we, what will we say about that man? Yeah. The answer is also to not remove the woman. The answer is for you to check yourself and shut the fuck up. Right. Like it's, it's very, very clear that that's the, the, but it sucks that it took this many episodes for them to finally check Brandy. She should have been checked all along. She should have been checked when at the very beginning, 
y'all made her have this conversation with Dr. Moon outside where she has to explain her entire immigration story to make it like click to Brandy that what she did is wrong because even if she had none of that experience, even if Dr. Moon came here or was born in America, right? Say she was born here, always been, you know, American as, as far as she knows and has had never had experience with racism, guess what? Brainy's video still would have been racist. It would not have mattered. Like it would not have mattered. Like nothing changes. Dr. Moon's presence doesn't change what Brandy did or the repercussions of what should have come from that. But instead they forced her to have this conversation with her and thought it would help Brandy ease out, ease up on herself, not understand her more and Mm -hmm. try to be less racist. They thought it would help Brandy be nicer to herself and be able to be fine. And I'm like, okay, sure. And then when that didn't happen, the whole cast minus Deandra did everything they could to find fault with Dr. Moon to be like, look, Brandy, she's not even that perfect. You don't even need to feel bad. When really you should just tell your friend, maybe your lack of exposure to other people and other cultures and your, your circle not being really expanded is probably contributing to why people think you're a racist because you don't know what you shouldn't do because you've never been told no. And we all can't help you because we're a group of white women. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like, just uh, just textbook, just completely yeah, textbook. It's so easy, which is also kind of why they would cast a diverse cast so that you can never really say anymore, you don't have the exposure. And Brandy, fun fact, if you really want to prove to yourself in the world that you're not a racist, the answer isn't telling Tiffany that you can't be yourself around her the answer is to actually befriend her more learn more from her Mm. as much as she wants you to because it has to be consensual as a friendship right but like and dr moon is saying i've wanted to be your friend and so the answer is actually to be her friend because then at the very least when you do create some other microaggression or do something else that is very problematic at the very least you can at least say you had an asian friend that's a joke but really (laughs) It's to understand her more if you don't, if that is truly your goal. And it seems like your goal isn't to understand the minority more and understand why that what you did was offensive to her or to anyone else. Because even if Dr. Moon had no problem with it, she could at least educate you on why someone might, if that's the case, Mm -hmm. if you sat down and actually talked to her. But it seems like your answer was really just, you wanted to stop the hate for yourself. The goal was to stop other people from hating you. Because it was never to listen to those DMs and those comments. It was to block everyone. And then once you get out of the mental health facility, which is just a wellness center, she did not go to real rehab, even though I call it racist rehab. Um, (laughs) The answer was never to absolve yourself of this thinking. It was to stop getting hate because you feel you don't deserve it. Right. And then also it's like trying to force Tiffany to humanize herself for Brandy's sake, like, why does she have to prove that she is somebody worth respect and equality? Like, why are you putting her in this position? Listen, even Brandy's own daughter called her a Karen, and that made me laugh. Um, (laughs) She said, you can be a Karen. And Mama D gave us that real talk. And that's why I like Mama D being on this show, because oftentimes I need that energy of an old, older, like very teased haired, blonde woman with a southern draw tight Mm -hmm. face even tighter body and clothes right Uh (laughs) to tell us the real because to me if she 
at the highest level of what could be, like, you know, vapid behavior. She absolutely mm-hmm. could check out and be the biggest socialite only possible, right? And yep. give us full on Ramona. She has all the makings to be that. But if mm-hmm. she's telling us, yo, they're all ridiculous, Dr. Moon makes them jealous. And I'm like, okay, so great. It's not in my head. I'm not just being like Mrs. Social Work, woke cause justice girl. It's like, she said to Deandra, no, you don't all have stressful lives. Dr. Moon is working as a doctor during a pandemic where people are dying around her. And her only other time off away from her family is being spent with you bitches who just keep telling her how much you can't stand her. Like her options are death, and ridicule those are her two options every day and she's like I want to be at home I signed on to do this show because I thought it would be fun and I'd be able to spend more time at home I can film at home and things like that but I don't she's regretting her own choices I'm watching her unravel on tv and she's like that's real stress mama d says you know buying barbie clothes (laughs) is not real stress (laughs) that took me out because I instantly was like Cameron does dress like a Polly Parkett pocket meets like those collectible Barbies like the ones that like you couldn't use like really play with she is it's definitely in the middle of both of those like if your toughest issues of the day are like having a family meeting about how you're gonna have to lower the price on your multi-million dollar mansion and the dog trainer comes over right (laughs) and tells you you're bad at training the dog right (laughs) it's like you have a bad little puff of hair and teeth that can't stop peeing in the house that's your big issue like (laughs) this woman frustrates it's so so frustrating because every time dr moon has come home to talk to her husband it has been about how she wants to be there more for her kids she doesn't know how she feels like she's behind this the job is very stressful she wants to ask for one day off a week and she's really stressed about asking for that for her family's Mm -hmm. sake she's like i know we're also in the middle of a pandemic so a a doctor asking for time off is going to be very stressful right And she feels selfishly asking for it, right? And then you have her always constantly talking about how the women are mean to her. So the time that she even spends with her husband is about all the other stresses of her life. And you're like, Mm -hmm. we didn't get our dream house because of COVID. And Dr. (laughs) Moon is like, I'm so sorry that we're not working harder and faster to make sure you can get your dream home as medical professionals. (laughs) We've been a little busy. Um, Not enough ventilators, you know, doing the best we can. Right. No, yeah, Dallas is like, the one time I stepped back into the arena, I'm like, oh boy, I don't want to be here anymore. I just... I can't watch Carrie. Wow, Something really? about Carrie really triggers me. <laughs> like, yeah, just, okay. Like, I do not like her. It's understandable. I find her to be abrasive. I find her to just be like, when she talked about her daughter's mental health, talking about how like her life is difficult too, mm-hmm. comparing it to Tiffany. Yes. And threw her daughter's mental health under the bus for the sake of sympathy. I was like, girl. Yes, I completely agree. I've made it very clear. It felt very reminiscent of Lisa Renna talking about her daughter's mental health and her eating disorders and when she, to Teddy, which pissed me off because I'm like, A, the girl's not there. B, how did you even get this information? Because the daughter, your daughter, HIPAA. 
she's not a child. Right. So why do you know this? Why is a therapist calling you? Like, I don't understand why, and why she's, if the therapist is telling you this information, it's not so you can spread it on TV to Teddy on a hike. That's not no. why she told you. That's not nope. it. And nope. it was very upsetting to me. I felt like we were going down that path again. I will say this episode, I was grateful to hear from Olivia. She was mm-hmm. there, adorable pink hair and all. She looked fantastic. Um, <laughs> and she looked like she was in a good place. Um, obviously, we can't tell that via, you know, her physical uh, presence sure. on the screen. Her mental sure. health is hers to share. But she did give us some inside to who she is and I really appreciated that and it not being like tossed around at a winery like to shut down a conversation that you were clearly wrong in in an argument Stephanie was there they talked about it like they talked about Olivia like we got to hear from Olivia she talked about her experience with depression for the last few years how she was able to call her mom which is grateful and I'm glad we at least got to see through a child's eyes Carrie being a what I think is a really good and responsible parent she said she Felt like if she was by herself, she was gonna, you know, something bad could happen. She texted her mom because she was like, I don't even want to go to school. I don't know why I'm here. I hate everything about everything. Like I feel apathetic. And she told her mom, her mom got her a therapy appointment within 24 hours with a great therapist that she still sees today, she said, or at the time this was filmed. And I thought that was really, really powerful to hear that from her. And I was very proud of Carrie to learn that she did that for her daughter. And then she even said that, you know, talking to Stephanie and, and hearing about her past suicide attempts when she was in her 20s, around the same age as Olivia, and how she has like a family now, and she has like a, a great successful life, you know, give or take the marriage, but she has <laughs> a life that she's able to create for herself. And she still deals with her mental health. It's still an active choice. She's still, you know, working on mm-hmm. taking medication, seeing therapists, things like that. And that it's something that she is not struggling with, but she's always dealing with. It Olivia said it meant a lot to her to see that. And I and I find that to be positive. So I'm like, I'm gonna chalk yeah. that under one positive thing that producers have let happen around Carrie filming. Right. <laughs> After two years. And that's about it. Great. That's about it. But I'm <laughs> grateful that we saw that because again, the beginning shit was not great. And then she even had Dr. Tiffany over. Because, you know, Tiffany left in the middle of the morning and Carrie was like, boo, why'd you leave without telling me? And so she had her over and, you know, Carrie was like pouring her rosé. She was calling her a guest in the home. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And she's giving her attention and she's like, how do we push and pull? Like, how do we stop being so hostile towards each other or whatever? And Tiffany's like, okay, so you're going to ease up on me. I'm going to be a little bit more vulnerable. And that's how we're going to be in the middle. And I thought that was a positive scene as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Brian, Brandy's own husband, literally told her to her face, I think you're doing this wrong. She's like, I told her my, about my feelings and I was open to her. And I, I told her that it was hard for me to be around her. And, um, and he goes, okay, so why don't you... There isn't that. It's happening. I don't understand it. Um, And he goes, why don't you like hang out with her one-on-one? Like, why did you do that in public? Or like, why don't you try to get to know her since you feel this way or whatever? And her response is, because I think she's boring. And it's like, so then this is not really how you feel. You just want someone to tell you to your face, you're not a racist. So you can stop feeling bad. And that's not her responsibility. Because even your husband is giving you the opportunity. He's like, you know, this has nothing to do with her though, right? Like this is all on you. So why don't you make the effort to get to know her so that y'all can, uh, you know, you don't have to feel this way. And she's like, 
no, I'm actually really loving feeling bad for myself. And, you know, it's making me feel really great. And he's like, okay. So he tells her to meet with her one-on-one, but it's Carrie that ends up doing it. And it becomes positive because guess what? Dr. Tiffany Moon is not a fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. She's not an unreasonable individual. She's very reasonable and she's open. And she wanted to do this process of making new friends. Yep. Sounds like a recipe for success. God bless her. God bless her. Have you heard that she's like saying that she doesn't think she'll do another season? I did hear that. And I, that would be, I want, I want us to lock every housewife down to a two season contract. Minimum two season deal. I agree. Yeah. Salt Lake I, I City. Two seasons. Yeah, totally. Totally. I totally. agree. Yeah. And, and not just get a, you know, a pity season either. You know, I want you to really show up because second season I always say is when the it's when the mask comes off I think that's when the facade yep. comes down and you can't hold up whoever you pretended to be the first season exactly and I think it would be nice to, I think it would even be good for her on a personal level to get all this drama mm-hmm. and garbage out the first season and yeah let everybody see who you really are and and what you're about yeah I agree um speaking of people who are showing who they really are and what they are about we're going to stay in the South and go on over to Atlanta. It was, it felt a little bit, not like a filler episode, but it did feel like a tea gathering episode. There was a lot of tea being spilled. It was like, you know, it wasn't, the plot is no longer, like we're developing the plot. Like they're all home now. The trip is over and they're yeah. basically good just making sure that they keep this rumor alive and figure out who is, who, or well, not even a, really a rumor, who slept with someone and got bolo's you know long donk stripper dick whatever <laughs> um we As see Chanel strap around them yeah yeah the fake one but we are, we love a stripper who is dedicated to fashion because <laughs> i'm being told that his instagram now is like all him being a model and has nothing to do with him being a stripper anymore i i heard the same thing mm. but it's like you know we can catch you on x videos bolo listen you ain't that slick also <laughs> just go with milk it honey that's marketing yeah. you would be booked out for at least two years if you just stayed up with bolo the stripper not if you I tell mean, andy you're more than bolo like no be bolo all the time yeah, no be, be cash in on bolo and then you can be more than bolo when your 15 minutes are done Exactly. That's what, um, what's his name? Ex-con, the model. Jeremy Meeks. Right. <laughs> That's what he did. He went full on like, okay, so I'm hot con. I'm hot felon. He went full model, full hot felon mode. He played it up. And then he like basically got an heiress pregnant of yeah. Zara or Top Shop heiress pregnant. And now he's like, fine. Like, good for him. Like he even got to live on the boats and stuff. Like that's when you elevate something else but you gotta ride the wave first pay your dues exactly exactly um i hope they put i hope they i don't know if like the bravo execs have talked to him about putting taking the outfit and putting it in for the next (laughs) bravo con like that's what i should go in the museum or in the clubhouse i agree yeah Um, i won't speak much on kenya doing therapy because i think she needs to do that so that's that's all I'll say. But I also think everyone needs to do therapy. So mm-hmm. good for Kenya. She says that she she wants to get better. She also says she wants to figure out why of all the proposals that she's been given. And I do believe there's been many. She's an absolutely gorgeous woman. That somehow the one who is the most demeaning and awful to her is the one that she chose. 
Um, yeah. I'd have my that's, guesses, that's... but I think that the therapist working with her to break out, uh, break down those walls and figure out why she is this way, especially dealing with her parent abandonment issues. I think that'd be great for her. So I'm really happy for Kenya to get that. I mean, yeah, that is an excellent question to be asking about oneself if you're in that situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why is this man so hellbent on making your life a living hell? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Um, right. I, I, I hope she can give the number to Bethany afterwards, but I forgot they don't talk because <laughs> Bethany was off with her on her show. So mm-hmm. there we, there it is. Um, there. Leaving Kenya's therapy alone, Drew and Kenya meet up and have lunch. I don't know why we jump straight to that. They've had zero relationship ever. Right. But here we are. They are not friends. They're going to talk about things that have nothing to do with either of them because I don't believe it was Drew in that, in that room. But I'll ask you who you think it is in a second. Then they start singing. I was very confused. I was like, what musical is this? I don't understand what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, what they, are your thoughts? How do you feel about Drew at, at this I point? actually Today, like her as okay. a housewife. I don't love her mm-hmm. husband naturally, like nobody right. does. But nobody I also does. see why they casted her with the husband because he fits right in. Like toxic men on Atlanta is not. <laughs> not. She's not. He's not the first, and he will right. never be the last. I feel strongly that he fit the same mold that so many housewives husbands do of revalidating themselves as the man in their relationship whatever the fuck that means because they feel threatened that you get this job and now the spotlight is literally on you but I'm looking at you Ralph sir saying if you felt insecure about the spotlight being on your wife now why did you marry an actress thank you thank you on (laughs) one of the biggest cable tv shows that ever hit especially the black community but the game was a show okay kelsey Grammer produced it it wasn't like a small thing it was him i think and like mara Braca keel who also did like a lot of other things with kelsey Grammer, girlfriends like are you kidding me like this was not some like one-off pilot of like i'm an actress like heather you know the bro like, love her but that's what she used to love to do to us right it'd be like i had a show it was a very big deal and i'm like was it i mean it was a thing <laughs> i don't know if it was like a big deal whereas yeah. Drew was like on a hit show and she joined it at a hit time and was a part of a pivotal plot of that show that was right. transcendent it was on cw so like a lot of upn or my 20 or whatever it was at the time so a lot yeah. of people watched it so why marry the woman who has been on TV that people literally know for a specific character if you want to be the star of your relationship? He needs so much. Like, that's who Kenya should refer next. To him. The the therapist to Ralph. But I do like Drew because I think that she's giving me some realization. Her confessionals are fantastic. I will say that. She's a true professional queen because she keeps saying like, She's aware that her husband could have cheated on her in the confessional. She's aware that her husband is an asshole. She's aware that Kenya's out to get, she's aware. And I like Mm -hmm. that in a housewife, but she also plays ball. Like she's not going out of her way to stir the pot when no one else is talking about it. She waits until it's brought up. And then she goes, okay, so then, because Kenya, everybody's like, well, Kenya, we've been here or you just got here or whatever. And she goes, okay, so why did you not invite the other woman on that? Why did you text me not to tell them? that you were getting on this plane like I don't right. understand when you also she's like when you know it's gonna be on tv so what do you what right. do you want from me why would you tell me this information she is very strategically in the mix do you think that the, she's gonna get the shamari treatment and just be a one season wonder I hope not I don't think so because I've actually thought 
this is total conspiracy theory. This is like a, a putting on my tinfoil hat for good. I have thought that they're going to do a split and they're going to age out the older ones at some point. And that this, mm-hmm. that's why we have so many friends of, but also so many of these quote unquote nieces. Like Candy's right. comment of, if I feel old at Portia's party, I know Cynthia feels old. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh no. But then I was like, that makes sense because those arcs have already happened. We already know everything about those women and everything. Yep. Cynthia's first time to shine as a non-beta cast member, though I tell people for few since she's a beta by nature, that's just who she is, is yeah. during is planning a multi-hundred person wedding during a global pandemic where so many people have literally had to have their weddings canceled, moved. I my my own wedding planner went from like a 210 person guest list in 2020 to having 30 people there. Like it's, Mm -hmm. everyone has had to make so many major sacrifices during COVID. And Cynthia's like, I am actually not interested in making any sacrifices. And that's her big breakout storyline as an interesting (laughs) I, um, big yikes. I feel like this is Cynthia's last season and what a way to go out. Mm, Right? Like, was they were supposed to make our wedding like the end, and now we're gonna yeah. get it like next week or this week. Yeah. By the time this comes out, we're gonna get this this upcoming Sunday. That's what it looks like, right? I've been so confused about like the the layout or the rollout of this season because we got that big trailer and it ended with Bolo, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the the bachelor party and now it's I I just feel all confused like I don't know which side is up I I'm really confused about how they've been treating Atlanta this season so I think that you know because Cynthia really didn't want to change her wedding I believe because of what to be honest I thought Kenya was right that she wanted she had some money now she wanted to go out with a bang her first wedding on the show didn't end well she found out she'd be the only housewife to have more than one wedding technically more than two but definitely more than two marriages on the show like be featured and it was going to be the finale episode I think that because production chose not to film her show I mean her wedding she was upset and that's why she hired her own camera crew allegedly but that's what they reported that she hired her Mm -hmm. own but they still had they're using the footage but they still had to punish her and so they decided not to make it the finale right yeah uh it's interesting it's very interesting i i want sheree back i do too and you know what i will say that she can still fit in with the nieces because marlo is a niece even though she's auntie age and auntie like she's physically an auntie she's an auntie of her now nephews that are now her sons like she's a momty so she is an auntie but she's a niece at heart exactly and that's what matters and i want her back with felon bay her own felon bay now that Mm -hmm. he's out yes I want to see it. I want to see all yes. of that. I do have a question for you. Do broke bitches split checks? That's what Kenya alleged. <laughs> he said broke bitches fake text. I have never been able to solve this question. I have put it up many times in my polls. <laughs> I am now probably just going to ask everyone this every week because she's meeting with Drew. They get food. They literally have to tell us the tax and tip of everything. But Kenya ask for the check because she's ready to leave get back in her Bentley and drive away and she says I'll take the check and she goes oh all on one and Drew goes we're actually gonna split it and gets her thing out too because she's real ready to go too Drew was ready to go as well Mm -hmm. and 
Kenya's like, we don't need to split it. She goes, yeah, we're going to split it. And they have to calculate individual tax and tip and Bravo like shows it. And it's very funny. <laughs> Do broke bitches, bitches split checks. On TV? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, maybe in the suburbs or wherever you, you can, you can split a check, but to do it on TV, just, just take, just pay for it, girl. Yeah. You're yeah. getting paid. Just pay for it. Just pay for it. Put it on production, anything else. But she's like, no, we're going to split it. I'm going to pull my way. Drew is funny as hell. She's still so regular. She doesn't know how this works. I guess. So regular. It reminds I, me nothing- of, go ahead. There's nothing better to me than a first season Atlanta housewife. Mm. They're just, there's something special about it. And I don't know what it is, but it's just the, they don't full, they're not necessarily fully prepared. There's just, and maybe this is because I'm from Atlanta. There's just Mm -hmm. a very, like Shamari and her fashions. And she was just trying so hard (laughs) with her fashions. And it was just so east atlanta <laughs> like it just like, it could not she could not help herself it's just something very special about a first season atlanta housewife to me i like that i i do like that um the press also learns of the sex capades the press quote unquote yes. that's basically um love b scott and the shade room but we see it <laughs> when it gets its way to page six which is also the official reporter of the housewives mm-hmm. so eventually it was all gonna it's all the same to me um they have marlo's event like a pumpkin patch or something and to me, if Marlon's holding events, uh, uh, having events, she should be able to hold a peach. That's all I'm going to say on that. I discussed the nausea and why she probably doesn't have a peach, but it doesn't matter. Make it work because she's holding events at this point. So you might as well just get all the spade a spade. But do you think that maybe she's got the best? She's got I absolutely do think she has the best job because she doesn't have to do it, but I want them to pay her better. That's my thing. I think yeah, do we know deserves- how much she's making? I don't, they don't make that much as friends of, and I want her to get on the highest paid salary of all the housewives franchises. I think the woman who's giving us the most on the show should make the, a lot. I agree. I agree. Like I fully understand why Marlo probably doesn't have a piece. I've talked about it. I know I've read about it. I, I still think they should just make the concession and make her an offer. She can't refuse. She is doing the lord's work she befriended kenya she has made up with kenya kenya more hair care she's made up with her how much do you think what what check do you think marlo deserves if if we ended with what nini was making what just over two million when she left the last season how much did marlo because because um candy was making like 2.3 or 2.1 or something like that yeah highest and then I think Portia makes like 1.8. I think Marla should be making at least, it's like get the starter um, Miami Heat package. Like, you know, <laughs> the, those off the bench, straight out of college ones, like 850. Okay. Let's give her a crisp 850. Yeah. And there we go. I think we should start there because I absolutely think that within one season, she proved why she should be at a mill. I, I know agree. it. If I walk into Marlo's beautiful, fancy condo, wherever she lives, and see her trying to make lunches for those boys, I just know it's going to give me so much more than almost <laughs> any other at-home scene from any other franchise. So I could not agree with you more. I'm, I think I'm ready for it. And she's holding an event, and she's talking about, you know, Portia's like, I find the 
timeline of you and Kenya being friends again, a little suspect, don't know um, why y'all are friends now. And Marlo's like, I don't know how y'all can be friends with bloggers because she's like, I, you know, some of y'all are friends with bloggers. Do you know what she's referring to, especially as well as the timeline of when all this came out? No. So Kenya apparently has a really good friend named Love B. Scott. And um, B. I Scott- I know they were friends with each other. Apparently there are some allegations. Allegedly they are close enough that in the past- things have been able to be leaked by B. Scott through being friends with Kenya. She, and that's what Marlo's referring to. And then the internet detectives have given some, uh, some, some, some headway on what that has looked like in the past and how like those two have had a relationship, um, you know, cause Marlo didn't outright say Kenya, but she's just right. said to the group, I don't know how y'all are friends with these bloggers. I could not. And that's probably because she's seen what it's, you know, put Nini through and everything and herself as well. Mm-hmm. But funny enough, page six finds out about it after Love B. Scott reports it. And Love right. B. Scott is the quintessential famous um headline that I love everybody knows it's my favorite except it doesn't say to r-h-o-a it says flat out on love b scott portia and tanya get their yep. peaches cobbled by a long dog stripper right. and it's my favorite headline I've made that very very clear I would like <laughs> to have it um probably hanging in my home it, it's a gossip level home. it's a gossip level headline mm-hmm. for sure it's fantastic but the specifics of Portia and and Tanya, mm-hmm. people seem to think could only have come from Kenya. From Kenya, because no one sense. else was really that aware of who did it, except for Candy. And we know Candy's never going to speak on that. Like she's never going to do it. No, Candy's a good woman. Yes. I keep telling you guys, <laughs> and she orchestrated this entire party. She's like, listen, I wanted to be fun and people will not participate and have all the fun if they think that it's going to end up in love b scott and page six 100 yeah i mean i've been saying that it's very obvious that kenya doesn't know what like women relationships are like she's never been in one yeah, she's never she been to a bachelorette party i'm sure of it never been invited <laughs> never been on the list not even as a backup Yes. Um, now she just does. I mean, you know, there's just something very special about like women friendships and there's a way that you navigate your relationships with other women when you guys are friends that Kenya just doesn't, she just doesn't know that language. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. She just doesn't get it. Um, and it goes like, it's not even just like, you know, people say like, oh, she's trying to make TV and she's trying to lean into the villain aspect of it and that would be fine but there's also something that's just weird like Kenya's weird to me yeah I like the villain idea I think she knows what she was casted but to me that was her lightheartedly digging at the house bringing yeah. in your daughter and saying that it's all because of her that you have a, your the way she's disgusted by it is to me is no longer villain that's simply yeah, I don't know what, but it feels like you just don't really want, you know, other women to have a good time. You don't mm-hmm. really want people to have fun without you. You hate the idea that this went off and everyone was having fun when you left the party or you were yep. asleep. You hate the idea that Portia gets to have fun because she has a baby daddy that cares about his child, that wants to take care of his child. The child mm-hmm. is not unheard of being with the dad or the dad's family. Like Pilar is Pinar, 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 Pilar. 
PJ <laughs> is always going to be taken care of. She has right. backup on backup on backup of family members that want to be with her, want to be in her life. Before she even said her dad picks her up from preschool like every day. So yeah. she's got the village. She has the village and Kenya doesn't. And so Portia gets to have fun and get her peaches cobbled because she has a village. Kenya has no village. Also, I don't know if that's the only reason that people wouldn't want to cobble her peaches. I think people would just be afraid of her, just saying. Um, but like to make it about your daughter when you made the decision to wait 45 minutes allegedly to give your daughter milk because you wanted to listen in because you were mad about it. Right. And you wanted to be nosy. That's not on them. That's not. The fact that no. they get to have fun and you have a bad ex-husband soon to be, that's not anybody else's fault but your own. So yeah, to make exactly. it about your daughter to me, that's no longer villain. That's just ridiculous. Like that has it, that has nothing to do with it. The daughter is also not old enough to be scarred by whatever you think she hurt. Right. <laughs> that's just not how development works. Like that's just right. not it. Like, she will not remember if she's getting a hot bottle from you. Right of breast milk or whatever kind of milk or formula, whatever. If she's getting a bottle, she's not going to remember what she heard portion Tanya no. doing. She probably soothed herself, soothed herself back to sleep. Right. <laughs> and we, and she probably heard nothing. It's you that got woken up. But babies, when they're asleep, it actually takes a good amount to wake them up. Like, especially mm-hmm. for some babies. Like if she could wait 45 minutes for the bottle, I doubt that she was that agitated by whatever she was hearing. Or exactly. she would have been crying her eyes out. Exactly. Yes, it's simply that on that. I think <laughs> Atlanta is great. I wish Kenya did not make it about her child because she thinks that's like a trump card. And I'm like, why don't you just say you shady as hell? You mad somebody else got some? You want to get to the bottom of it? I'd be really cool with that. Because I, the, the first yeah. day, I was all on it. I was like, yeah, Kenya, you being a bad friend, I would never invite you to my bachelorette party. But, but. I do want to know what happened because y'all was yeah. mad. I was mad they covered the cameras. I was very upset. Right squinting at all <laughs> squinting i got the i had binoculars out looking at my own tv right pausing. like it was so good covering that even like when the producers like pointed like arrows i still couldn't see it they were like right. he flipped drew here and i was like where i didn't see the, oh that little move i saw i do see somebody something moved something right. moved was that true okay right. like i was like no yeah so kenya needs to get us to the bottom of it but then she ruined my fun like she ruined my fun and now we don't get any more tanya so now we can't interrogate her like, i don't exactly very upset she ruined a good time <laughs> oh lord yeah i mean now we're traveling up the coast to jersey and seeing about that good time that um are you tired of this rumor already or are you ready Girl. to engage more with it I'm exhausted. My weave's exhausted. My <laughs> panty liner's exhausted. I mean, Jackie is running this to the ground. You think Jackie's running it to the ground and not Teresa or both of them? It's both of them, but in very okay. different ways. Okay. Teresa does not want to take, she doesn't have the capability of nuance, understanding nuance, right? Like we all know this. There's never, she's never going to get what Jackie was trying to convey to her. She's never going to get it. Mm-hmm. With Jackie, first of all, I don't really think that Evan cares that much. No, I've heard him speak once. Right. <laughs> I don't think he cares. And everybody brought up a great point of um, if cheating is going to ruin his career in finance, there will be no people in finance like what are you 
talking about. Kara, I'm so happy you're here. I <laughs> promise you, I wrote down, you mean to tell me the most damaging rumor about someone in finance is that he cheats on his wife? Like, I don't mean to work. typecast everybody in finance, but I saw, what is it? The firm, the intern, oh, I don't know what that <laughs> show is. It's like, I, I, it was like, they're all stockbrokers. Every... I, can we say Michael Lohan? Like he would like wrote the right. book on what it was to be like a stockbroker in like the eighties or the nineties or whatever. And he was like, listen, debauchery. And people knew what they were signing up for when they married stockbrokers and finance people. It's debauchery. Wall Street. Like, hello. Like, I'm like, honey, cheating on your wife in Jersey. Right. <laughs> right. Especially like you should be expecting this girl. You should be thrilled that he's not. And yeah, I just feel like she's making more of a, she's causing, po- calling more attention to the situation and really turning this into a sob, sob story about her kids, my beautiful children. Oh, yeah. I mean, kids. like it's so funny because she's like the, the, it's, it's hurting my, she made a thing about like, it's hurting my family, her own brother, who, first of all, I love neurodiverse people on TV because I I think we should, we could all learn more from them because I often think that they think at a faster pace than we do. And I I think that they have like the handle on Mm -hmm. life. Cause they're like, girl, her brother is like, you're making a big deal out of it. You are. He was like, yeah, it hurts. And then I get over it. And she's like, but I I should get over it. And he's like, yeah. Try yeah. to focus on the people who like you, girl. Like totally up to you if you want to be focusing on it or not. I'm like, okay, so can we listen to Uncle Eric because he seems to have this really well figured out, and we yep. can move on. Yeah, and she doesn't listen to Uncle Eric. She has she a whole party that. to redo, which the party <laughs> she says was ruined by the rumor, and spends the entire redo party talking about the rumor. <laughs> right, like you didn't even know a, what was being said about you at the actual party, so. How, how did think, you need a redo? I don't think Evan knew that this was a redo party for him. I think just have a party. Just have a party. And just hear her say party of 10 and them navigating through all those seas of maskless people. Whew, okay, but they- Hard. Mm-hmm. Jackie, like calm down. You right. can let it, you can let it go. I just, I mean- I will say it was very cute to see Joey Gorga be like, I'm going to defend my sister, even when she's a total idiot. <laughs> yes. And that made me laugh. I cried. So I was like, funny. you're right. Cause that's exactly how she'll have you out here in these streets looking ridiculous because she's at the house when they're in you know, Lake George also out of nowhere. Cause Teresa does not know how to stir the pot. Well, she can't wait for it to come back to her turn. She just mm-hmm. goes, yeah. Like, you know, we're all having a great weekend. Yay. Breakfast. She goes, yeah. I'm like when Jackie would have been here. Glad she's not here. Let's talk about Jackie. I'm like, nobody was literally talking about Jackie, but if you had given us time, we probably could have got there. Like, I love that. Who was it that broke it down? Was it Margaret or uh, Jennifer? Who was like, she sat there said she didn't want to talk about it and then here we are the next morning and she's more madder than she was before yes she did say she's more madder and she would have drowned her (laughs) i just i'm like sometimes i'm like Teresa, are you in on the whole joke that everyone thinks you don't know how to pronounce words because there's no way you really thought that sounded like a real word coming out of your mouth drowned (laughs) no there's no way she's in on any joke okay no way listen I do say, I do, 
this is where I'm like, people have always asked me like why I am, I'm not fully not team Teresa because I feel like she has the power to make things better and she won't. And it makes me annoyed, but I have to root for underdogs. And I'm not saying I know that by nature, Teresa is far from an underdog, but because Melissa consistently is deprived of her sister's attention and like wants her approval. Mm -hmm. I always am rooting for Teresa to just give it to her so we can like mend this bridge and it could be like a little force like together. I really want that. It's never going to happen, but I want to root for it because it's unlikely. And I'm like, Teresa, you should defend. I'm like, if anybody talked about her, her husband, Teresa would be guns blazing. 100%. You, the only person left in the world that you still care about really is your brother. I don't understand how this didn't piss you off unless you already knew that that's what Michelle was coming on the TV to do. Thank you. Thank Mm. you. I will famously say that when you can tell when Teresa's telling a falsehood, when she says, I'm just saying, that's the tell for me. Every time she says, I'm just saying, you know that there's not mm. a whole lot of truth coming from what she just said. I want to go back and rewatch and I want to yeah. make sure that she said, I'm sure she does say it. Cause I mean, I was confused because she's like, I don't understand like why this would happen and what she's talking about. But yeah, I'm going to get to the bottom of it on fucking Wednesday. I talked to her on Wednesday. I'm like, you should call her right now and be like, listen, I'm not selling my house with you. If you are talking about my family, you need right. to address this with my, my, my brother-in-law, my brother, and then we can move forward. But that's not it. She wants to show her house and mm-hmm. have Michelle come in. And she knew that this would happen. She wanted to make a whole scene out of it. And Melissa, she's sometimes too regular. You expect too much from the woman. Cause she's like, <laughs> you're going to let her talk about your brother. She goes, I mean, she's a really good real estate broker. Hey, how do you know? right <laughs> you never have you sold a home you know like, how do you know right <laughs> second of all and you don't think there's any other real estate broker who could, i've never heard of her <laughs> why didn't you get one of the guys from new york why didn't you get steve gold from millionaire listen frederick eckland would have loved it he would have came right you. on out there high pink in the middle of her uh, of her foyer <laughs> absolutely <laughs> priced it low I, but she would have been fine she would have been fine. I I just have to say, just on a little note, I thought that Melissa's Fendi bathing suit was so cute on her. I did too. I loved it. She looked amazing. I actually thought that they all looked really cute in their bathing suits. Even Teresa's like yeah. high yellow one. I I thought I liked it. Her highlighter one. Yeah, I thought that they I, looked really good. I agree. I think that they're that that whole scene at the pool or not the pool at the lake really highlighted. Like they're all very good looking women. Yes. And they, and they great. look great in bathing suits and they're regular yeah. because they, if they say, let's go change into our swimsuits and cover-ups and I, <laughs> it's like, yo moms, because like that is something that especially women just, that's the first thing I'm like, where is the cover-up? Because the bathing suit is cute, but the cover-up got to be cuter because I'm probably right. wearing that a lot longer. Exactly. And I love Dolores sitting there being like, do I feel like being active? No, no, I don't. I don't think I need to do anything active. And I was like relatable during this time. Like I'm actually more nervous for COVID to end and people to expect things and I have to come up with real excuses again dude I'm still gonna say no but I hate that I have to come up with like a real reason now a real reason yeah nah it's COVID I can't what are you talking about when Biden announced that everybody should 
all the adults should have access by May and we should be good by July. I'm like, oh, I got a little nervous. Like, I said, when Falcon <laughs> said that he thinks that we'll have a reasonably normal fall, I got nervous. I said, fall? <laughs> oh, no, girl. You want me to fit back into skinny jeans and booties and like tight sweaters? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I can't just jump back into fall attire, blazers, with these arms. Oh, girl. <laughs> right we're in March I need at least nine months of preparation <laughs> no listen it took me a year to get to this place I need like two right. it's like a Another- breakup they say like it needs, you need like double the time to get over the breakup I need double the quarantine exactly <laughs> to undo it all I need to take every soul cycle like one of the buildings that we're looking at me and my fiance moving back to has an orange theory and a pure bar downstairs oh, wow. And mm-hmm. at first I thought too much. Now I'm like, not enough. I also need a gym, like a, like an individual <laughs> gym and then two gym classes. Right. Access. Right. <laughs> Listen, I mean, okay. So Michelle, we're going to get a confrontation with them later. Yes. But Jen. Does Michelle look like Amber to you? Amber Yes. Monte? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. I didn't know where I thought I saw her face before. And that's what it is. It's Amber yeah. Marchese meets a little bit of Angelina, who I believe she's actually friends with. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. I was like, this is Angelina from Jersey Shore, people. Yes. And I was like, this is interesting. But yeah. Jen addresses it with Melissa, which I appreciated because she went straight to the source. I thought she was going to take it to Teresa and I was going to be like, that's not the right way to go. But I could imagine Jen doing that, you know, yeah. making that mistake. But I think she's actually having a really good season where she's like not too loyal one way or the other. She's I more agree. loyal to Teresa, but she's giving me... I understand what's going on. Yeah, I thought that was really good thinking of her to get everybody out and talk about this individually because, yeah, like if you were saying that about my man, we have to have a one-on-one talk about what was being said. Mm -hmm. She did what Jackie, or what Teresa didn't do, where she should have just taken it to Jackie if she really cared about Jackie knowing. Because she keeps using that as an excuse. She keeps saying, listen, maybe Jackie's not a strong woman because I would want to know, but you didn't tell her. Right. she didn't know like <laughs> didn't give her I, any opportunity to be a strong woman <laughs> exactly and so melissa brings it to the group then she calls her husband the husband's like okay we never had a formal and i could a thousand percent see this happening a thousand yep. percent i my best friend her fiance is a jersey man construction worker italian he is very quintessential but also not garbage we love joe Oh my God, his name is also Joe. There's way too many Joes in Jersey. <laughs> too many Joes in construction. This is too much. In Jersey, but he yeah. is very much the same. And if his fiance, my best friend, does not make plans for him, like physically write it out, it wouldn't happen. When mm-hmm. he was buying them a house, he was like, I have the money. That's it. (laughs) Literally, he's like, I got approved from the bank. Now what? And then she's like, okay, we got to find out. She goes, great, help with that. And Mm -hmm. then she finds the house and she thankfully is a real estate agent. So she was like, I'm doing all this work for him because he literally was like, I just want to sign the check and get a key. How do I do that? And it's like, not how that works. So I a thousand percent could see Joe being like, I am good with my hands. I am not good with deals. That is not my job. My mm-hmm. job is to do the construction things. So in which case, you, sir, are good at these promotional things. We will do this together. We'll shake on it. That's as good as our word. Boom, yeah. done. And we, you know, he gave me an invoice. I paid it because I had the money for it. 
but in no time did we discuss a contract, which is why people should get contracts. But I fully believe it. Do you believe Michelle or do you think that she's just being like, I don't think she knows the full story though either. I, yeah, I don't believe this. And Melissa brought a, a great point to Jen, which is why would he go 50-50 on his book with somebody else? Like, it doesn't make any sense why she, why Joe would do mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like we saw in a preview where the guy seemed a little bit confused about what happened. I, yeah, I'm, I'm team Joe and Melissa on this one. Yeah. Cause even Joe was like, you know, and later on he texted me going like, how much did you make? Probably saw it on social media and stuff. Saw people being like, you know, maybe made it like a bestseller or something. He probably was like, oh shit, I probably could have gotten some more, but that seems like you didn't know your own value when you right. sent the invoice, that's know your you bag problem. price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a you that's a you problem give me the real fee and if not I mean if I pay it then don't be mad because I could pay it right you could have gotten more I don't know what to tell you sir but then people are also saying that maybe they're having some money problems and that's a thing because of you know the whole fake um those fake uh houses that he flipped on the internet allegedly yeah how embarrassing was that moment my goodness yeah, that's not great but I don't even think they have a money problem I think he was just like cutting corners of posting it probably the house wasn't done like another house he was working on wasn't done and he was like listen I'm still mm-hmm. making money though I mean, you know what whatever it's Joe I don't really think he puts that much thought and energy into a lot of his arguments I think he really is just here for a good time not a long time which is exactly something I'd expect of a straight white man <laughs> like he just seems like he's just like just doing whatever he wants like he's just like hey whatever and I love it hate it love it you know I mean he never once thinks to spell check all of those motivational Instagram posts that he no. does so why should I expect that he is you know really that involved in in the back end yeah I mean but then I'd love him because he's like, listen, my sister can be, you know, even if she has me looking like a fool, I will defend her. So he's at Evan's party like, listen, I wouldn't care if you had cheated. And they all the guys are like, we wouldn't tell anyone. We wouldn't even care. And no. then they're all like, yeah, but Joe also over here, he's heard it, but we don't care. This is nothing to do with us. But maybe Teresa just thought she was doing the right thing. I'm like, there's no way Teresa thought she was doing the right thing. <laughs> but I love that you tried, Joe. Mm, um. Jackie going over to that table of men and being like just admit that you think that Evan didn't cheat and they're all like what (laughs) why does this matter to you woman like (laughs) relax oh oh my god like I'm very ready for this to be over and done with I cannot wait for this rumor to be over I don't know where we go next but I think it's gonna lightly go into the Michelle thing but She's a friend of barely, so I don't know. Like she's happening just as much as Lexi, who I think's accent is Ugh. insane. And I know she's explained it more than once, so I'm not shaming her for it. It's just like it really catches me off guard because I it's, think already yeah. that the Jersey women have insanely strong accents, and then you hear Lexi, and it makes them all sound like like they speak un-Jersey. <laughs> it makes like I yeah how does her English accent sound less refined than all of these accents from Patterson New Jersey like it doesn't make sense to me I've never heard a voice like that and 
I personally hate it. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Don't like listening to her. Which is funny because it feels like Marge is trying to force her as a friend of on our it, show. Absolutely she is. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I mean, she's probably <laughs> great. I'll just never get to know it because every time she speaks, I'm like, oh my God, this is a <laughs> commitment. Like I like Jersey, but it, the, the, the tone of the whole group is already a commitment. I think Jersey right. is a culture of its own. So it's a commitment yeah. to even watch it because you feel like there's almost zero you can relate to from language. Like we're all speaking the same language, but we're not. To right. culture, to how they treat everything, like the, the toxic masculinity, but like somehow it's still lovable. You're very confused as a person, as a woman, as anything. It's all <laughs> very confusing when you watch Jersey, but then it's like, she really pushes us over the edge of we are not in Kansas anymore. Like we are somewhere we don't know. I don't like it and I'm uncomfortable and I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I'm going to send everyone home and please, as they return to their home, so as we can all get more comfortable, where can they find you? Listen to more of your hot takes on all things pop culture and reality TV. Guys, she talks about more than just Bravo. So please check her out. Where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me, you can listen to my podcast called Everyone's Business But Mine. I come out three days a week and yeah, I talk about all things in the news, in on TV, mm-hmm. whatever I feel on the internet, all, all sorts of things. So listen, y'all, she even talks about like TLC, which y'all yeah. keep asking me to do, but Kara is better than <laughs> I in that field. And two of the days, is it two days you talk about TLC or is Married to First Sight on something else? Married at First Sight is on Lifetime. Lifetime, okay. Yeah, but I do talk 90 Day Fiance. I talk Sister Wives. I'm really digging into all areas of of reality television. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. I love that and pop culture and everything. So you can get into it with Kara and listen to everyone's business but mine on anywhere you podcast right after this one. Find her on Instagram, Twitter and everything or in the description of my bio or of this episode's info. And Yeah, of course, y'all know where to find me everywhere you do the social things and want to interact at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay home, take care of yourselves and one another because we are almost there. And even when we are there, we should probably still do that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a good (laughs) idea. So anyways, y'all take care of yourselves and watch some good TV. Tell me what y'all are watching. What should I cover on Patreon? Things like that. Um, Again, you can catch me and Kara's conversation about uh, the Harry and Meghan and Oprah interview on Patreon right now. Bachelor from Fantasy Suites is up right now and more to come on that as well as we are rounding out this trash ass bachelor season anyway so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah guys take care of yourselves bye for more about me bravo housewives pop culture and so much more follow me on instagram at mixing with moni m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i so you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.